Hello and welcome into another episode of Podcast 63. It's season four, episode 26. Uh, last episode, uh, a few days ago, we gave our, um, just immediate reaction to, uh, the madness that is Arch Madness. Uh, this episode, we're going to actually be talking about the content of the game, the plays, the players, the matchups, the things we did well, things we didn't do as well. Um, and yeah, just kind of, Talking about how we felt uh, throughout the game, um, what made us uh, jump out of our seats, respectively, mine and in the stadium and yours on the couch, uh, Lou. But um, yeah, that's gonna be gonna be the plan of the episode today. So, uh, Lou, what's uh, what's something you're looking forward to talking about besides the obvious of of us winning? Um, I think there's another obvious, and it's defense. And we hinted at that yesterday, or blatantly screamed it at some points. Um, but yeah, no defense, I think is, was the key that unlocked, uh, three straight doors into the championship. Yeah, it definitely did. So we'll, we'll get into all that and and a lot more. So stick with us and don't forget, always remember, go Blairs. And we are back. Um, so, uh, Lou, the last time we talked, um, we did kind of talk about how we felt like before the games, but I feel like it's kind of important to, to talk about that too now when we're actually going into depth about the game. So, um, we'll just start at the beginning. We'll start with Bradley. Um, uh, Bradley was, uh, I think they were, they're pretty hot toward the end of the season and then they ended up, they dropped at least, yeah, they dropped two of their last four actually. They lost at Southern Illinois and then they lost at Missouri State. And yeah, those games aren't, you know, Southern is kind of a, it's not a bad loss because Southern was sixth, but you know, put those two together and it kind of broke up their, their streak there a little bit. Uh, they ended up closing out the season with a win at, uh, at home against Valpo, but, um, I guess you could say they stumbled into Arch Madness a little bit. They're still on their feet. They're still a good team. Um, Terry Roberts was, uh, first team. He was newcomer of the year. Rink Mass was third team, which I thought was kind of garbage. I, I really think he's a second teamer, but, um, you know, whatever. Um, no, they had, you supporting a Bradley player. Ah, ah, for the last time, I think, ever. <laughs> I, guess I, I, I can't do it now with how their fans treat us. But, um, yeah, they got some talent, right? The last time we played them twice this year, obviously. Uh, we won once at home when it went to overtime. And then we went to their place and lost. And I honestly think both times they were just weird games. It just didn't feel like we gave it our best shot. It felt like, yeah, they beat us. Um for sure, but like it just it just felt like we didn't play our game. And I think um my my hope was that was true and that we would just go out here and play our game and and not have to worry about it. And I think that's kind of just what happened. Um I think our team took a step forward, a step up for sure, and in like we mentioned earlier, like played better defense. Um and you know it, it helps that it seemed like they were a little out of their element. Um, we kind of, I think both teams kind of got off to like a good start. It was eight to eight at one point. Um, and then we kind of, we kind of jumped out to a, a lead there. We built a little bit of a lead and ended up being like 20 to 10 at one point. And it, we kind of didn't look back, I, I guess, from there. I know we didn't get to give the lead up 
But we just kind of steadily built a lead. It got to 10, then it got to 12, uh, 14, 15, 16, 18. And, you know, by the end of, um, the end of the first half, uh, we were up 20 and then they hit a three and we were up 17. Um, and the second half was great. Um, nothing, I don't think too crazy. Uh, we ended up winning by 16. So the second half was, I guess, pretty evenly matched, but, you know, when, when we're up by so much, all you got to do is, is make stops and, and waste the clock and, and you'll win the game. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I, I was as a fan, I mean, this was, this was a, a great way to win a game, especially to start off a tournament where you're, um, you got three games in three days. Great for a lot of reasons. Great for my nerves personally, cause I'm going to be selfish. Uh, but also great for the players, uh, and their legs. Uh, the only player who played 30 minutes was Lucas. He played 32. The rest of the starters played 27 or 29. Marquise, who was coming off an injury, only played 17 minutes, which I thought was huge. Uh, but yeah, so, and that's just kind of the, the, the headlining stuff, I guess, um, about the, the content of the game. But Lou, what was, what were some things? I mean, you want to talk about defense, I'm guessing. So, why don't you uh, take it away and, and talk about some stuff that we did pretty well in this game? Yeah, I think the um, the crazy thing is that our defense kind of just kept that lead. So, right, I'll kind of continue your point about the lead. We we were up by, what, 17 and a half, right, because we, they hit the jumper, right? Mm-hmm. The whole second half, we never went under. We, we They got it to 15, and then we never went under that. It then fluctuated up to 21 came back down, went back up to 21, right? Um, but that whole game, if someone told me at the end of the game well, how much the Loyola win by, I'd be like, oh, 20, right? Mm-hmm. And then you look and you're like, oh, 16. And you're like, oh, it's still good, right? I always joke that when you see, like, 50 to 60, you're like, oh, it kind of probably was a close game, and then they just broke away with it. But I was joking to myself and family. I was like, oh, I bet you if it was 48-66, people would be like, wow, that's a big game. That's a big game, 40s to 60s. Yeah. Um, but it really is interesting because we didn't, we, they beat us in the second half technically, but it was such a low scoring second half. It was, they only put up 23 points, but we only put up 22. Um, so kind of a crazy thing to think about, but we just went on such a scoring pace and high pace in the first half, put up 44 points. Lo and behold, yeah. 44 points is more than a team did in the next few days in their entire two halves. So that's kind of crazy to put in perspective that we put up 44 points in one half. Um, and so I think that's nearly one of our largest first half leads besides the Evansville home game, I'm assuming, but that's probably one of our largest first half leads. And mm-hmm. to be honest with you, that whole idea of maintaining that lead really got me thinking, okay, this was a comfortable game. I'm comfortable and ready for the next game. And that's what this game set up for me, really. Um, I, I think. We when you when you get a team to thirty one percent from field gold and us shooting forty eight, great. We shot over fifty percent from field gold. I know I want to talk defense, but you, we can't forget about the offense right right away, right? Um, but the thing is, the defensive side I think is what starts the whole weekend going right. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a battle lockup. I don't think, to be honest with you, I, Terry Roberts did drop seventeen. There's no denying that, right? But we didn't let anyone from that bench. And that was huge. Mm-hmm. I think personally that's huge. Zeke Montgomery, zero point. Oh for three from field gold. Uh Vili Tavanian or whatever, one for five, two points. 
Um, like seeing those numbers made me excited, but the biggest number was, uh, Leon's Leon's only put up, I don't even know what was going on, but he only put up three shots and yeah. he, only, he only scored five points. So it's like for a guy who was shooting it so consecutively and calmly last time, what was going on? And then the biggest one of them all is Rick Mass three of 11, like that never. And yeah, he put up a double double and that's great. Tip my cap. But I think our defense made, at least from my perspective, right, it never felt like they were comfortable getting offense going. And that's just huge, right? They were so comfortable when we lost them because people were just hitting shots, making shots. We know this firsthand. If we start hitting shots, you'll have Lucas just say, hey, I'm going to shoot from the logo. logo." And Braden's like, no, I can go farther. You can do farther. I'll do farther. We've been in that rhythm, and I think that's what nearly they were last time at their place. So – we, I think, really got them uncomfortable. We got their fans uncomfortable, and now their fans are upset. Uh, but I really would love to have been a fly on the wall this week since last Saturday, or sorry, now two Saturdays ago again, since the loss to you and I. Mm-hmm. What was the word and what was talked about with defense? Because immediately, even in this game, and especially in the next two, there was a different tone of defense. There just absolutely mm-hmm. was. It was a different defense that – it's not like we've never seen this defense before – but it was a defense that was be like we're locking it, and I think maybe you and I said it. or I t- spoke to someone, and I want to I don't want to take my cre- credit for them, but someone said to me recently that this is a team that when they need to win three games, they locked in, and I think this mm-hmm. was the start of it. Really, really big. And again, we got twenty points off turnovers. That was the, one of my favorite things to see um, for a team that got really aggressive. We had eleven steals. That was just great to see. Lucas with leading with three. I hear with two. Uh, Mar- uh, Marquise Kennedy with two. And again, Marquise Kennedy, first game back, right? Like, didn't mm-hmm. start. Um, and he had a great game. So, Buck, I really do think that Marquise Kennedy lights it up, um, lights up our team. Not, not from offense, but just lights it up. Like, he's yeah. that spark that can really get something going. I really do think. Um, and I think the points are just evenly spread, but if you want to talk about anyone individual, I'd love to hear it. Yeah, I think, um, for me, the story was the bench. Um, you know, before the like, end of the game, before like garbage time, and I hate calling it that, but it was what it was, you know, the bench was, was only three deep, right? Tom Welsh, Ryan Schwieger, and Marquise Kennedy. But those guys all produced extremely well at a high level, pretty efficient. Um, Ryan obviously led the bench attack with 11 points, but like you said, Marquise with the two steals also had nine points, three rebounds, two assists. Um, and Tom Welsh, man, eight points, two rebounds, an assist and a steal. He was something we desperately needed, especially the way that Bradley plays with those two big guys. He was going to, he had to be big. And that's, I think, one of the reasons why Leon's didn't do so well because, because Tom played such great defense and here was on him a bunch as well, but, Tom played some great defense uh, on Leon's. So it, the bench was fun to watch. Um, the bench was great. Steals in the first half. I'm pretty sure we had at least eight steals in the first half, if not nine. Um, there's at least two open dunks and I think four layups off of steals. I know Lucas had one. I know Marquise had one. I'm pretty sure Lucas had a wide open layup. And I think, I think Marquise had a second one as well. Um, those easy buckets, I mean, they're, they're backbreakers, right? For, for the other team, um, because, you know, you're trying to create a play for 25 seconds and all of a sudden you get a steal, you go down, we score an easy bucket. You got to come right back and fight for 25 more seconds and to get a bucket on us. So 
Um, yeah, I just thought that the defense was great. Um, like you said, the shooting effort was pretty good. Three was okay, nothing crazy. Free throws, honestly, we did not hit a lot of our free throws. And that was – this game could have been a blowout. I mean, it was already kind of a blowout, but it could have been bigger of a blowout if we just hit even six more free throws and we win by, you know, 22 instead. Um, poor I, – I, I'm not – I don't want to – I'm not trying to sound like uh, – uh, An upset parent. Yeah, but T.Y., man, missing those two free throws at the end, that, that hurt my soul so much. Like, you know, to, to get on the board, to get on the scoring sheet for the Archman is sort of been cool. But his time will come. He's going to score in the A-10 tournament uh, in the future. So uh, I'm sure he's not too not too worried about it. Um, I was kind of looking at it here. I This, this jumped out at me. I did not see it. Um, Chris Knight. Uh, this was, by the way, we'll talk about Chris Knight a lot more, but this was his one game where he did pretty good, I would say. Um, five rebounds, and all of them were offensive rebounds. Yep. That's so strange. And, it, like, I would not have remembered. He's also the only person to get an offensive rebound for us. Um, weird. Uh, but yeah, I, I think otherwise, like. And then, sorry, just a fun fact Braden had also five rebounds, all defensive rebounds. <laughs> It's so strange. Sometimes these numbers are just weird. But speaking of Braden, that's actually where I want to go next. Like, he played, even though he only scored six points, he played so efficiently. He didn't need to score more than that. Like, he only took three shots, uh, made a three, made a two. Uh, I wish he would have hit his other free throw, but, you know, can't always get get what you want. Um, And he played some great defense. He was playing on Terry Roberts at times. Um, but him and Lucas, were, I think, were probably the mo- the main two guys on Roberts and Marquise when he was in. And even though Roberts had 17 points, he shot under 50%, and he had six turnovers, which is, I mean, your best player has six turnovers. That's that's debilitating. Uh, so that's, those were kind of my highlights. Um, and I was so excited to see the bench, Marquise getting healthy, and Ryan being efficient, and that dunk – from Tom Welch is an all-timer. It really is. Like I, I'm gonna remember that one forever. So, Lou, what do you got for me? What, what, uh, what kind of who stuck out or any plays or what got you? Off yeah. So number one who stuck out and it really it started with that with that dunk, right? And it, it, it kind of um, how do I say? It really was nearly a a little conspiracy theory, some might say. But the Valley refs just suck. Um, just yeah. to state that. Um, didn't want us to win it. I really think just because. If that's a technical foul, and I've seen a lot of Twitterverse talk about this, I think someone might as well get the Michelin man and just, like, call it a softie, a softie. Like, it just – I don't, don't – it, it there's one – there's a difference if – like, even um, – it, it's tough to – what was it, DJ Wilkins or what he – who looked into our student section, right? Yeah. Now, I, I can get that. Now, to me, honestly, though, like, you quiet the fans. That's like a baseball player sushing after hitting a home run, like – that that's kind of that to me. I'm I'm nearly okay with that one as well as I'm okay with this. But when like guys are shoving or in the face of an actual player, that's different, right? Like it, it, there's such a weird line. But then there's then you, there's this extreme of such softness a little bit, right? Like mm-hmm. you can go back to there as a state technical foul on Lucas, but like it was a dunk and he was looking at his own team, he wasn't even looking at the opposing fans. No. It was yeah. he was looking at his own team. So, yeah. like, what is that state, and what? And it just blows my mind. So with that, and then it's it's a stem for the whole week, and it's a it's a it's a root that started growing, and it grew and grew and grew in me. 
But um, I think then, to be honest with you, the biggest thing was um, how no one but Luke. Now, uh, I, I think the biggest thing is everyone took smart shots. Mm-hmm. And my favorite part about this weekend is that I, I have to add here now that started with Bradley is every team we played, the last game out we played against these teams, we lost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's a different mindset when you go and say to the guys, "Is like last time you played the guys, they took the they took the W, like they're coming in the favorite." And and I know we were favored on the sports apps and all that, but like they're coming in with the mentality that they just did it last time, let's do it again, kind of thing, right? Like yeah. all the film from last game is them winning in all three games. So to do it to Bradley, um, very nice. I think it's a, a great tone that was set for fans and certain fans on Twitter um, for the weekend. But, again, it was such a great way to start. Um, a Friday mm-hmm. that could have, again, they've beaten us. A Friday could have gone a lot. It could have gone south. But I think our guys were maybe aggravated from losing 102 to 96. And we're like, let's just come out kind of aggressive on defense and not shy from offense. So, Yeah, it, it, and that's exactly what they did. I mean – you could tell they played with a bigger edge or a, like they, they had edge to their game. They were on the ground and Bradley wasn't. I mean, it, it kind of like sometimes it, it is the simple things. It is the most simple answer. And I really truly believe like Loyal wanted it more. And, and I know that's probably tough and, and would be tough to hear. And there's no way to prove that. Right. But it just seemed like it. And you know, you get guys like. Tate Hall, who, like, have been around forever, and that's what they're known for, right? You, you expect them to do that. You see guys like Chris Knight doing it, who, like, I haven't – I don't think I've seen him dive for a ball more than one time all year, and he's on the ground. And you get guys coming off – like, Ryan Schrieger was on the ground. Like, I don't think of him as that kind of scrappy guy, but it just – it, it yeah, I, there was something different. There was something different about the team in this one game, and I'm really happy that – like that happened obviously like because it it led to their win but I think it would have been easy or it would have been it would have been understandable to be hurting from that last uh loss to Northern Iowa still um and just thinking oh we're good enough we'll we'll go get it but they they changed things up a they changed their press break up which I um uh, I, I haven't talked about really at all yet but I can talk about it more later they changed their uh, their offensive press break. Um, they changed the way that they um, like cut off ball screens. Uh, not versus everyone, but certain matchups. They would they would um, oh, head, like overhedge. Like the the big guy that was coming up with the screener would overhedge so that the ball handler couldn't go that direction, and then they would double team. And I couldn't tell if that was just something they did all the time or if it was like a communication thing. Um, but they did it far more often than they had done uh, throughout the reg- the rest of the season, and it obviously worked. It led to 15 Bradley turnovers, um, and they got burned out like once or twice for sure. Uh, but I think you try to take the the good with the bad and hope there's more good, and and there definitely was more good on defense. Um, yeah, I, I like yeah that Tom Welsh dunk obviously was nuts. Um, I think it was really great to see Ryan have a, a good shooting performance. I mean, I know he didn't, it was nothing crazy, but like to see him knock down a couple threes, uh, make a couple layups. I think that was important just for him to see the ball go through the net. Absolutely. Um, great. Yeah. And absolutely. Even though Lucas didn't have his best offensive game, he didn't need to. That was the, uh, that was the thing about no one needed to have a huge offensive game because they just played such great defense. So 
Yeah, I don't know. I think that's kind of... I'm trying to think if there's any other thing that like stood out to me in this game. Um, do you have anything else? Can you think of anything else? It felt like it was a 20-point win. I know it's it insane, did. but it is... maybe. To be honest with you, I kind of forgot about the free throws. I'm not going to lie. Like, yeah. that's a pathetic. 50, 58% is pretty bad. Um, 75% from the first half is decent, and then but 41% in the second half. That's, yeah, no, I, I'm kind of annoyed by that. But, again, if that was the one issue of the game, that's kind of an issue I'm okay with taking, I guess, right, right. Um, out of all things. So, absolutely. Yeah. Well, cool. Um, so, yeah, that, that kind of wraps up the Bradley game. 66-50 was the final score. Um Earlier that day, Northern Northern Iowa had won, so we already knew who we were going to play. Um, the other two games uh, that later that day, they weren't anything too crazy, um, but Missouri State and Drake won, so you got the one, two, three, and four teams all still in it, uh, which I think was like the first time in at least a couple years that that had happened. Um, I'm trying to think. I know there's, but yeah, it doesn't matter. It felt like it was the first time in a while that it was like kind of straight chalk. Arch Madness can tend to be a little crazy. Um, but yeah, going into, uh, Saturday's game, um, this is the one, and I, I mentioned this, this is the one I was the most nervous for. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. I just like with Northern Iowa, it, obviously they put up 102 points on us last time. Um, I think AJ Green is the best scorer in our conference, and I understand that. That being said, Isaiah Mosley scores more. You could say Tucker DeVries, you could say Antonio Reeves. I think AJ Green is the best scorer in our in our our league. Um, and I just thought that he would have this edge to his game. Um, you know, his career at Northern Iowa may be coming to a close. I mean, he can still come back, but. Uh, with his lost year from an injury, he might want to start trying to look at professional opportunities. Um, and so I just thought AJ was going to go out and have a day. I thought he was going to go out and score 25, 30 points. And for me, my whole thing was let AJ Green score, don't double team him, and make sure that the rest of their, their role players don't have anything crazy, right? Like, don't have good games. I don't want to get beat by Noah Carter and Trey Burhau and, and Bone Bourne. I don't, I don't think they're all that good. I think they're good because AJ Green is great. Um, and I guess I, I got my wish because, uh, we just decided to not let anyone score. Um, so <laughs> that worked out well. Um, but yeah, final score was 66 to 43. I, I was shocked. Truly, truly, truly shocked. Um, I was telling Jeff just the whole, like, that rest of the day, like, I, I can't believe that we won, like, that way. That was just, this was by far the most impressive game of the tournament for me, and I think that one it kind of explains itself. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know. Lou, Lou, what do you got, uh, like, maybe just overall takeaways from the game before we kind of get into the specific players? Yeah, I think the take on A.J. Green versus Isaiah Mosley, I think, nearly also summed it up in – um, in the, our game is that Adrian game pretty much was, if he has a bad game, it's the team's going to have a bad game. That's yeah. what it is. Um, yes, last game, and I've talked to this in plenty with other people, Adrian Green, after four minutes, went to the bench. Oh, sorry, that was at our home. So four minutes after, it's four minutes in, he got two fouls, Bowen Bourne comes in, and then Bowen Bourne decides to score 20. And Noah Carter just got to score 23, right? Or maybe that was, I, I'm blanking on it, but long story short, it's pretty much saying 
if you allow AJ Green to get out, you can't then just ignore the other two people. You just can't. Right. But if you're able to lock up AJ Green and hold him, then and also then cause the other people to be confused of what's their tempo and who is going through. Yes, I think Missouri State's a little bit different. Cage Prim also puts up 20 and something. So, mm-hmm. but they're both legal score again. The difference is a point and a half maybe per game, which in some cases might be a lot. Maybe it's, yeah, I think it's roughly nearly point. It's I think it's actually nearly point one point three points a game. Like that's pretty darn close for points per game. But yeah, um, yeah, the biggest thing coming into it, this is the nerve wracking one, right? This is the fact that we went from potentially first in regular season to fourth, like kind of a uppercut to the face. You're like, whoa, ouch, that one hurt. Like it wasn't like, oh, we fell to second. No, we won't drop to fourth. And that one kind of stunk, and that was sitting with us. And but this game could AJ game could have lit it up, and I would have been like, "Shit, that's what it is, right?" Um, but we didn't allow it, and we didn't allow anyone else really to say, "Hey, I'm gonna take fully over," right? Now, the, really, no one did, right? I, I think, yeah, Noah Carter put up seven, and Trey Burrow put up eight, and that's it. I think Bowen, yeah, Bowen Bourne put up two. So the fact yeah. that we have Noah Carter and and Bowen Bourne combined, not even scoring 10, that changes the game. That changes the whole game. Um, and then again, Buck, let's just go into it. The defense is the winner here. Mm-hmm. I don't even care how the offense does because they did pretty darn good, 41%. Uh, 38 from three. Again, that's maybe low for us, but still decent. Uh, free throws are good. A few guys in double digits, great. Um, I didn't mention earlier, Ryan saw the ball going, I think, at Bradley, and you're absolutely right, because he wasn't, he was, sorry, he was more comfortable shooting. He wasn't mm-hmm. uncomfortable, but he was more comfortable, I think, shooting, um, because he saw the ball go in, and he, it was the shot. It was the same shot he was trying, so I agree, and I love that point. But let's yeah. not fool ourselves here. The UN, uh, the UNI game is a complete shutdown. I, I kind of was spoiling us. We scored 44 points in the first half of our Bradley game, and we scored 39 points in the first half of the UNI game. UNI scored 43 points total in each half combined. Each half. Yeah. So to think I would say that, now we only put up 66. That's still kind of a low-scoring, like 60s are there, right? Like we're even high 60s are decent, but some people are like, oh, that's kind of low-scoring, that's mid-major typical. But mm-hmm. for a team like UNI, that's their lowest, I'm pretty sure their lowest points scored the entire year it it probably is i'll check while you're talking but yeah and it's just like that then was like oh shit like that and excuse me if anyone's offended by that but i was like oh this team this team's different this little team's defense is like oh okay like we and here's the funny part right and someone tweeted out what they didn't make a field goal at the last 15 minutes or whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And like that's outrageous, right? And then we have another stat that we'll talk about for the next game. So each of these games, we have a defensive stat that is just like, no, that's not real, right? And just to give perspective for those listening who were at Arch Madness and those who were at home, um, like myself, I could feel some of that stuff because, but sometimes some people were telling me, and you were telling me like, in the game, you were like, you knew people were having a bad game, but then when you realized, like, holy cow, like, yeah. we we only got them to 43. So it is so interesting, and I think the biggest thing is that, just from our TV perspective view inside, when the camera pans to AJ Green being upset, like, you're like, oh, he's having a bad game. He's having a bad game. So it is kind of uh, something we can see easily on the on the on the score. Um, but 
Yeah, I think they they that's the lowest scoring they've ever had mm-hmm. um their entire season. Yeah. Um and it just blows my mind. It really does because didn't expect that. You had this whole you and I and we pushed out some receipts today the day we're recording and it was quite a game. It it really was. It was a game that was like that really was like, "Oh, I thought the Bradley game made me a little comfortable. This game's like, let's go do it. Why not?" Like, if this game was the way we want to play, go, let's go play like this the next day. And that's the thing is, like, this Loyola team could play like this every game. And it's so tough to play like this every game. I do not expect a game like this every single game to hold a team to 43 points. That's just impossible, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I never played college basketball. I didn't coach college basketball, so I'm not saying I'm an expert. But I'm pretty certain that that's pretty hard to do. Oh, um, Yeah. <laughs> And it's just like the fact that we want to do that on back-to-back days, back-to-back games, and against a team that put up 102 against us. So that's just, it's phenomenal. It's a tip of cap. Um, And after this game, I think I kind of just want to quickly, sorry, did you have any more in-games talk about? Um, A little bit. You're right, first of all, about the the score. Uh, Their uh, their next lowest scoring game was 52 points in a loss to Richmond toward the the beginning. They're very defensive. That's Jacob Gillard. They're very defense, too, so that's very interesting. Yeah, yeah, no. What did you please go on? I, I just have one point before we go into the Drake, but please. Go okay, on. no, yeah, I got some more stuff here. So, oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I thought Braden was excellent. Uh, super efficient, 19 points, 7 to 10, 4 from 6 from 3. Um, I did have six turnovers, which is interesting. I mean, a couple of them were pretty bad, and they were doing a pretty good job of hounding him, but when you score 19 points, and you're that efficient. Like the I think they were out. early on, though, right? I'm, I'm going to look at that. They were. Story. It was a really slow game to start. Um, but, yeah, kind of one of my bigger takeaways, like I was looking through the play-by-play, and there just really wasn't ever a time where, like, Northern got back into it, and you're like, oh, no, here they come. Like there were, there were some points where it got back to, like, eight in the first half, nine, uh, eight again. But then that sequence kind of at the end of the first half where – you got a Tom Welch layup, uh, assisted by Braden, and then that crazy weird sequence where I forget who drove, but it kind of was like a loose ball and it bounced out right to Lucas and he drilled a three. Like that, I'm sure if, oh, if I was on the other side of that, that would just make me furious because it's, it's just the bounce of the ball and he, but good for Lucas for sticking the three. And then you get a turnover, a steal, and you hold the ball for last shot, and Braden hits a dagger three in your face as the shot clock and pretty the half clock expires. Like, that was – I mean, I, as far as, like, sequences go, that was probably the most fun one we had all weekend. Um, the only point, like, right at the beginning of the second half, AJ hits a three, and Lucas missed a three, and I was like, man, that was, like, the worst possible scenario you could have, and then – we didn't really do much. AJ hits a couple of free throws, and I was like, okay, like AJ's seen the ball go through now a couple times. Let's see. And then just nothing. He, I mean, then then we get to the point where we mentioned um, they made two, three, sorry, three field goals all of the second half. And the third one came with 15 minutes and 12 seconds left. It was a Traper how three, and then they never made another bucket. And they just made the free throws. Like, I, I have never heard of that ever in college basketball. I, I'm, I'm sure it's happened. I'm sure that there's a longer streak and someone can tell me and link me that the teams one time never made a basket in the whole game or something. But 
I've never heard of that. Um, especially, I mean, Northern Iowa is just such a damn good offensive team that, like, you know, they've just put up 102 against us. And for a while, like, in the moment, like, at the stadium, I kind of realized it. I was like, oh, they haven't, they haven't really s- scored in a bit, right? Or they haven't really done much. And I think the biggest reason, the biggest way I felt it was just the momentum. Like, even though, they hit a couple free throws. They got it back to nine. Uh, they got it back to ten with a couple free throws. It just never – there was no momentum. Like, Northern Ireland never had any momentum because they just – they like, free throws, you don't get momentum from making free throws, right? You get momentum from a dunk, a three, uh, a steal, and a, a layup, like, that sort of thing. And so it just – it felt like we just were running away with it, even though the score wasn't all that crazy and, until, obviously, the last, like, four minutes when they started fouling us. But, um yeah, it just – it was – I remember it being, like – there was like four minutes left, I think. I think it was right after AJ had just made two free throws. Was, they're down, we're down, or sorry, we're up 12. And everyone starts clapping and they're on their feet. And they're all excited. And I'm like, guys, there's four minutes left. That's so much time. Like, please don't celebrate. Like, this is not over. Like, if AJ Green is so good, they have so many three point shooters. Um, I, I just remember being in the same, like, stop cheering, stop, stop screaming, stop clapping. It's not over. But it was. The game was over. Um, I think actually Jacobson took his guys out with like a couple minutes left to go. And I was, I was surprised at that. Like I thought you just keep going, try, you know, what's the harm in trying? Um, but yeah. And then I got to mention that that St. Thomas three at the end of the game was, was super fun. Uh, that, that was no, that, cold. no, you're absolutely right. You kind of, to be honest with you, see, I feel bad now. It was a blowout. There's no denying that. And right. you, I nearly forgot about the St. Thomas three because to be honest with you, I don't know how the hell he thought he had space to get it up, but he did, and it was beautiful. But, um, yeah, you're right. I think this game, it, because it was so slow, we found our rhythm, and you and I never did, right? Right. So right. it is so interesting, and I think early on we were trying to avoid ourselves from making mistakes, and we do that in the next game. Just early on, we're, like, trying to avoid mistakes, but we're causing mistakes a little bit, and then you just play your game, and it's like, yep, you know what? There you go. Um, so... Yeah, I think this game nearly also dictates that our defense opens up. Like this game also showed our defense can opens up, open up the offense. It gets everyone maybe a little bit more comfortable. Like, oh, we didn't just give up a shot at the end of the shot clock, or they didn't just drive and dunk it on us. Like, well, yeah, Noah Carter at one point, right? I believe dro- drove the lane and just dunked it early on. I think that was like when they went yeah, that eleven, first like bucket. yeah, yeah, one of the yeah, exactly. And I was like, right when he did, you know what? Yeah, when I when he's when I saw him do that, I was like, shit. So it's going to yeah. be one of those games with Noah Carter just decides to decide to go off kind of thing. It, it was almost reminiscent of when Donovan Clay, I believe, did the baseline like nearly dunk from the ground up um, at home against us, Missouri State. So it was like, damn, like a dunk like that can really just change your like immediate uh, feeling. So yeah. yeah, I don't know. This U and I game was just so not textbook for us and U and I, both teams, right? I I think this, especially AJ Green's U and I. I just expected a little bit different, but we really just said, no, we're going to write our own script. This is a completely different script. In the post-conference, post-game conference, um, I think they mentioned how we switched a lot. And yeah, right? We switched so much. And you mentioned earlier, the, 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 the lead would go jump ahead and we did that whole double team. So I just think adjustments each day were just critical. 
They were. Um, one of the biggest adjustments I thought um, was, well, first of all, uh, Tom Welch played more than Chris Knight. And, you know, it was a little unfortunate. I, I think we saw in this game a little bit. Um, I think Chris Knight was just a little, I don't know, out of maybe out of his element. Like, and I don't mean that in a bad, like in a rude way. I just, I don't know. I caught up to him maybe or. Maybe something happened or one bad play and it gets in your head or something, well, but he just didn't look like himself. And this is the game that I thought it started for him. Yeah, um, well, I, I think, to be honest with you, it's even interesting for me because I think I said this to you on a call. Hiro Guag, Tate Hall, and Chris Knight all combined for five points. Yeah. And one of those players scored zero points. And I'm not saying they needed to score. Again, we're very lucky that we can have – and, again, in the Bradley game, you saw guys 8, 8, 9, 7, 8. Like, we can have guys get close to 10 points, but when you add all that up, you're like, oh, that's already 50 points, and that's six guys or whatever, right? So yeah. it's one of those games that was like Braden just went and Marquise Kennedy felt comfortable and Ryan was finding – I do think Ryan was finding his shot each game more and more. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, no, it is interesting, I think, from the – where Tom came in more, right? Um, but yeah, I think the CK and this game maybe led into what we'll talk about tomorrow and the next game. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, I don't think it's a automatic flag, just especially how the game went, but it mm-hmm. is like one of those things that's like, well, is this just a bad game? And then people filled up, stepped up kind of thing, right? Which I think it right. really is. Even with, even with Braden's six turnovers, which just makes me laugh a little bit, but I think Braden is, uh, Trying, he was trying to do a lot, and that's the yeah. thing where I think having Marquise Kennedy out there, and we've talked about this, helps a lot because it takes the pressure off. Braden bring up the ball. Braden can do a catch and shoot, and that's where you see four of his six points, right? So, or four of his six from three, seven of ten from field goal. So, I think having Marquise Kennedy even on the offensive end helps so much, regardless of Braden's six turnovers. Um, it's it's one of those games where his passing might not have been there, but his shooting was, right? And there are games where he has five assists and one turnover. So like, to have a six turnovers is crazy, but nothing nothing to be like, oh, my God, is he going to do it again? Cause no, I don't think it's one of those cases. So. Mm-hmm. No, and so, yeah, I, what I was trying to get at here was I, I just think Tom played so well this whole tournament. Um, and it was, like, because he didn't play – uh, against Evansville at all. And then I don't think he played against Northern Iowa either. Or if he did, it was not that much. And cause I remember us texting about him and be like, is he yep. okay? Like what's going on? He uh, didn't play in the Evansville game, I think. I right. Think that's what right. Yeah. And he just played so well. And even though he kind of got hurt in this game as well and he came back and that was a big deal. Um, you know, seven points, four rebounds, assist and two steals. Um, I just, I thought he played outstanding. Uh, I was really happy with Tom. No turnovers either, which was great. Um, just, uh, yeah, I, 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 say that that box score again from Tom. Seven points, four rebounds, one assist, two steals, and no turnovers. This is, this is Tom Welch's box score from the 102 to 96 loss against you and I. Mm -hmm. Seven points, four rebounds, one assist, one steal. He fouled out. Weird. Okay. They're very interesting that it's seven points. Yeah. Um, did he have any turnovers in that game? Two. Okay. I mean, that's, I mean, not that like it's two turnovers, but you know, because he doesn't play that much, those two turnovers can make, make a difference. So he was three of three from field goal though. One of one from three. Mm-hmm. So okay. very yeah. interesting. Just when you said that, I looked at his old game and I was like, that's kind of, that's an interesting reminiscent. Game. Yeah. Good exactly. For, exactly. Good for Tom for some, a little bit of consistency. 
Um, <laughs> it, gives, it gives you an eye, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, I guess kind of the only other thing, um, we kind of mentioned Chris Knight, Ugwak, and Tate Hall not having good offensive days. Ugwak and Tate obviously played really great defense the whole mm-hmm. weekend. Um but yeah, Braden obviously played great. His turnaround jump shots, he had probably had five or six in the tournament. It they made my mind. Oh my god. Those are like yeah, both those and the like pick and roll mid range pull up jump shots. They didn't have as many, but Braden I think had two or three and Marquise had one or two as well. And then also my favorite, his mismatch on offense when he gets Brody on him or a big and he does the step back, like elbow long two. So mm-hmm. yeah, no, it, it is, I think it's almost like when he gets a layup in, you're like, Oh my God, how to get it off? That's how I feel with these shots. I'm like, how are you getting this off? But he right. goes to it and it's, it's, it's a, and it's, it's, and I'm, it's sorry, read, I mean, I, it's definitely reading. It's scouting. It oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Scouting. Like they know that like these are the shots that they're, and, and they're not like, as a basketball, like, I don't know if you want to say purist or, like, analytic. I'm an analytical guy, right? Oh. I like stats. They're not good shots. Like, okay. worth, but if they're wide open, you know you can hit them and they're giving to you, them to you. I don't mind taking a couple. And if they go in, then keep taking them until they take it away from you. Uh, and it was just good to see because you, like, we played these teams. This is the third time. You have to change your habits. Or else they're just gonna they're they're gonna know what you're gonna do and they're gonna be ready to to defend you and so for that reason I'm ec- ecstatic that they just they said okay here's what you did the past two games let's do something different and they did Braden at the mid range couple turnarounds um, and uh, Tom I thought also changed some of his habits as well just getting him to play more so. Um, yeah, that was just kind of my, my notes. Like I, uh, the, the theme I was, I'm trying to get across here is they changed stuff every game and they changed stuff from when they had played these teams last and lost. It wasn't my biggest pet peeve against Drake in the second game when we lost at home was we didn't change anything. I, from what I could tell. Um, and I thought Drew just was like, let me send my best five out. Let's go against your best five. And I think I'm going to have the better team. And that obviously wasn't the case. So that's what I'm just kind of trying to get across is we are changing things, uh, from the last time we met these teams in the regular season. Absolutely. So, and then speaking of, um, so what I want to go into. So yeah, you and I, sorry, they, we, we crushed them 66, 43. Yeah. Um, locked, locked down defense from Lucas Williamson, I think, and the rest. Again, defense is one of those stats besides steals or blocks. You kind of really don't see it show up in the box score. Um, so it's unfair to say like, here definitely stepped on defense. He, he, I think he's, he's, he, he's able to switch right on AJ Green and I'm comfortable with him because he's also done it before. But something that, um, since we switched up, something I just want to note was, just a quick recap of where we were in like Joe Lenardi's standpoint after this UNI game. That was very oh, yeah. interesting to me. Was right after this game, and um, Lenardi comes out, and again, I know there's maybe tons of bracketology people. I know there's a good fan of friend of the of the uh, the program, both Loyola and ours is Jerry Palm, who doesn't seem to take into consideration anything we do. Um, but um, Joe Lenardi had us. Us winning it all, he predicted we would win it all, but it looked like he, no matter what we did on Sunday, he he had us in, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now again, we only had one, he had us winning it all, but it was just really something interesting that 
I, I really was like, you know what? I know. I think we could win it all. I don't want to question. So I, I don't know how many people were at thinking about that. There was a thought that crossed my mind Saturday night was like, well, if we lose tomorrow, are we still in? Mm-hmm. And it was like, I don't, I don't think I want to be lose tomorrow. And I had someone ask me, people who don't follow, don't follow college basketball, but definitely don't follow NBC basketball. And they asked me, who would you want to play, Missouri State or Drake? And I was like, you know what? I want Drake. Like to to have a team who last year we beat to go into the Arch uh, to go in, to win Arch Madness and go to the March Madness, um, which I think we would have been automatically an at large anyway. But to get that at large, um. And a little rivalry there, and then have that same team beat you twice this year with a star freshman. And it's like, you know what? Yeah, I kind of want to beat that team. So just it was one of those thoughts that crossed my mind. And I know many Rambo fans were drinking at the wheelhouse, so maybe they weren't thinking about it. Mm-hmm. But, Buck, I, I, I just had that thought. And going into Sunday, there were it was there was a little nerves. Not as many nerves, I agree, with as you and I game. But there were little yeah. nerves that it was like, I want to beat Drake. It wasn't, to be honest with you, it almost wasn't like, I want to win that March Madness. I want to just beat Drake, and that's what yeah. we need to do to win March Madness. So it was just an interesting next to, what, 24 hours at most, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, here's kind of the interesting thing about the bracketology stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with you, like, that Lenardi and all that kind of stuff. The other, I was looking, because I was curious, too, right? Like, I don't, you know, we just kind of read what other people say. But it was so funny. Everyone I looked at was either, like, Oh, Loyola is 100% in, or Loyola 100% needs to win Arch Madness to make it. No one was like, oh, well, maybe, and if they don't win, and BYU loses, and will the San Francisco win? Like, no one was thinking in depth about it. It was was just so strange. I I don't know. I don't know if I've ever seen anything like that, like, at least in our time. Um and I would say, like, more people were saying that we would make it, like, I 75% maybe, that we would make it in, um, no matter what, or, you know, if we lost. But, like, you obviously, like, yeah, you, you don't want to – it would be miserable to, like, be waiting this week and not know and having to rely on other teams winning, uh, especially from those, like, some of the mid-major conferences where you have one, like, Murray State, for example, like – Murray State's obviously going to be in the tournament. If they would have lost the championship game, then someone then they steal a bid, is what it's called, because yep. then that conference yeah becomes too bid. Um, so yeah, for me, like I obviously like wanted to win, um, and it, it took me a lot longer, I think, to figure out who I wanted to play, um, oh. because I Missouri State was the better team, like by all the rankings, um, and so finished ahead of Drake. Right, so, yeah. finished ahead of Drake, and like in the net ranking, they were like 60 or something. Uh, so it would be a quad one game. Um, and so that was like part of my thinking. And then honestly, my thought, like at the end of the day, how I, I also wanted to play Drake, but my thought was just, I don't think Drake is as good. Like, and I, it might be kind of harsh, like, but I, I would rather play, I would rather play Drake who, um, one of their good players is out and injured, DJ Wilkins. Um, they obviously have a stud in Tucker DeVries and Roman Penn is really darn good. But you take, like, I, I just think Missouri State had more, has more talent and Isaiah Mosley just scares the, like, ever living crap out of me. Like, cause he could just score 40 points and it won't matter. It just doesn't matter what the rest of the game looks like if he scores 40 points. So. Mm-hmm. 
ultimately, I just came to the conclusion. I think I don't think Drake's as good, and I, I want to win this game and let me play the team that I think we could have a better shot at beating. And yeah, the revenge thing for sure was a part of it, uh, and it became more a part of it as the day went on. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's kind of how I came to that conclusion. But I, I just think it's interesting that we came to the same conclusion, but like in different very paths, different ways. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah no. Um, yeah, it's 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 it is technically yeah, Missouri State was the better team, right? They were the higher seed. Again, it wasn't one two as much chalk as it was from one versus four and then two v three. Um, so it, it ended up. Then we'll just go into it Sunday. Yeah. I again had to miss it, but it was it. I could feel that I was there. I had an early morning call with my co-host here. People were texting. Um, I don't know if it was early. I'm an hour ahead of you guys, so. Um, but it was. It was one of those things that was like, this is the cherry on top. This is the cherry on top as we leave the NBC, right? This mm-hmm. is what you want to do. This is what you want them to be like, oh, who is the, the reigning champs? Loyola, they're no longer with us. So, and kind of also something I thought about, kind of kudos to NBC for not saying, oh, you guys can't compete in the year postseason. True. True. I know that's, that's kind of UIC had that right away. And then Horizon League was like, oh, we're going to backtrack. What I believe Stony Brook's dealing with that. So I don't think NBC, I think NBC's at that point where they're like, okay, people have left. And they didn't do that with Wichita. But for a year that you're seeing that quite often, I was actually kind of like snickered. I was like, oh, I'm actually surprised they didn't do it. But I'm happy they didn't do it. Um, they sent the refs instead. And again, yeah. um, this, this game started off quite, quite interesting, Buck, would you say? Yeah. Um, man, it was tough to watch for a bit, like really, really tough to, to sit there. And obviously I feel like I'm going to vomit like just cause, cause it's the championship and Drake and revenge and all whatever. Um, and yeah, it, it, it was a tough start. Uh, you know, we're down what 13 to four pretty early. Um, Tucker had it going a little bit. Tucker had it going on both sides. He had like, they have, I think Drake had like five black shots in the first like. Yep eight minutes or something, and I I didn't know, I mean, obviously, I didn't know the number while I'm watching the game, but to me, it just felt like, at the first couple of possessions down, I'm like, okay, we're attacking the hoop, this is good, I don't care that we're getting blocked shots, like, we'll get fouled, we'll get offensive rebounds, or we'll be able to pass it out for some open threes, and then after a while, it, it starts to set in, and then it, it got worse because we had some turnovers, and also, people were taking some some bad threes. Like we took a few threes, which I don't mind, but I, I I can't remember exactly. I know Ryan took one that wasn't like in rhythm. I know Ahir took a three that was like he just walked it up the court and and threw it up there. Um, uh, some late shot clock ones. So yeah, the 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 first like what ten minutes I guess or twelve minutes were tough to watch. Um, I don't know if you had. Because I know we're then going to talk about the thing that was amazing, um, but I don't know if you have any thoughts about like the first ten minutes before before that happened. Yeah, to be honest with you, I think really the biggest thing right away was nearly the beginning of the U and I game. We were trying to do some things that we were avoiding to make mistakes, but we really were leading to mistakes. Right? I think some mm-hmm. of the passes. Right? There was a Braden pass down to. Um, CK, and instead of going under, he went over, and Garrett Sturge says, gimme. Or maybe Tucker just said gimme, right? So he grabbed that. Um, 
and Marquise Kennedy uh, got drove to the rim, which I'm totally ha- comfortable with. Nine, ten out of ten times, I love him going driving to the rim, yeah. and he gets blocked by Tucker. Uh, Tucker, a lankier and taller kid, that's totally fine. And then CK tries to do a cross court pass, and Garrett Sturge cuts it off. And I'm like, okay, that these are. It, it's not like they were bad. Like yes, the turnovers are bad. The shot block, that it was a drive to the rim, but they were empty possessions. Yeah, and it was like, oh, we cannot have that many empty possessions early in this game. We can have, oh, we made a bad pass. Oh, we 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 tried it in a contested shot. Um, but yeah, it was, and even poor Marcus Kennedy. Um, I love, I love. He's, he, I know he's probably my favorite player, just because I think he has such a high ceiling. I do. I'm going to say this, and I say this with Lucas, and Lucas has proved me wrong just by increasing the three point shooting and making them. But I, I think he's a guy that I love him going to the basket because he can do so much when he gets the basket. So regardless of you getting blocked, go back at it, right? So yeah. those are the things I kept saying that it was like no empty possessions and just keep going and do what you're comfortable with. So that's kind of what it was. And then Marquise Kennedy, I think, might have started it. I don't know if that's the start. Yeah, the they were the steal. Yeah, the steal, which then, fuck, I, I know you want it just so we can go into it. But, I, mm-hmm. yeah, it's kind of just funny for me. Just looking back at it, that I believe Marquise Kennedy was the one who, who sparked it. Um, so, and I'm kind of looking into that. But yeah, that's that's I think then what we, we want to kind of lead into next the the big um, kind of I guess I don't know how to say it. There, there was a point where nearly everyone was on the, the ground for a ball. That's what it is. It's a momentum you know shit. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I think. Like I was about to say, even there was a moment where I think Braden and Tate dove for a ball and it was like a jump ball and it still was a Drake's ball. And I was like, okay, we, we just, we just drove to the floor. That's, that's what I like to see. And I think some of those plays, I didn't think then that they're, they're not, they're not out yet. I was just more focused on why are we down 10? But yeah, there was an absolute momentum shift. And here's the crazy thing, people. This was a momentum shift with under 10 minutes left in the first half. But Buck, please kind of, I want to hear your perspective from being there. So go go right ahead, please. It, yeah. I, I mean, it's nothing short of like nuts. Like I, I don't know if I've ever been in a stadium uh, with like that big of a momentum shift and also like both fan bases being there. That was kind of an interesting thing to continue because obviously you usually just play at home, right? Home or whoever you're playing at. And you just read the reaction of that crowd. It was weird to see like both crowds like trying to will Drake out of this rut into this and it just wouldn't work. Um, I think one of the first, I mean, first signs that even the first bucket of this run, Tucker hits a three and we go back down the court and Ryan, I remember he stuck a three that, that I was like, I don't think you should be shooting that. And then he hits it and I'm like, okay, cool. Like he's here. We have one guy that is putting the ball in the hoop. Here we go. And it just it it's it took a while to build even um uh some some kind of like loose ball things and a turnover and then we turn we turn the ball over twice before uh Lucas goes and, and gets fouled, I think on a fast break, uh and hits a couple of free throws. Um and then we get just like a, a nice and easy I think Lucas cut or drove and, and dished it to Uvak for a layup. Um another Lucas uh, free throws, and I, I, I think personally the biggest play of the game was the Marquise Kennedy steal dives on, or uh, I don't know if he dove. I don't think he did because he he passed it up to Uwak, and Lucas was right there running down the court with him. And if you look on the replay, 
if Drake would have gotten that ball, it would have been a dunk going the other way. Um, but Ugok slams it through, gives us a 19 to 18 lead. The crazy part, I, the very next play, Marquise gets a steal again and passes up to Ugok again. And I think Ugok thought he wasn't as wide open as he was. I mean, there was a guy probably a step and a half away from him or he bobbled the ball, one of the two. But he just, he didn't go right. He was under the basket. He could have just like gone up and dunked it or put it up, laid it in. But he kind of hesitated or he faked and then he misses the layup. And I mean, like, yeah, it sucked in the moment. Um, cause I thought for sure that was going to matter. Um, and then even the next possession, Lucas gets a steal and Ryan misses a layup. Uh, well, got that was the bad. Well, I don't know if it was a bad pass, but wasn't it the tipped right that went out of bounds? No, he got his own rebound. I, oh, okay. I, he okay. Says he got blocked. I thought he, I thought he just missed, but yeah, he got his own rebound and put it back. So whatever, you know, no harm, no foul. Yeah. And then yeah, a couple, a couple things here and there. Um, and then they good. capped it with the Ugok free throws. He miss, makes the first, misses the second, gets his own rebound, pass out to Braden, hits the three, and that caps off the nineteen zero run. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think was this, and I'm trying to follow too. And again, it's kind of, I'm listening to you and trying to close my eyes and picture it. And then I'm trying to read the play by play. Um, was this also when, um, a here grabbed his own rebound and then went up, but then got kind of stuffed at the rim a little bit when he tried to reverse? Is that I'm trying to think. I, the one that he missed right after his dunk, I yeah. know that one, that was not that one. I, okay. Okay. I just very vividly remember right after it's he, if Marquis got a steal, and there was a guy in between Marquise and Ahir, but Marquise got the ball to Ahir under the hoop. Like, he got the ball under the basket. And I think Ahir thought there was someone closer, or he just bobbled it. It took him an extra second, and that second allowed someone to get on him, and he missed the layup. So, But I, I'm trying to think. I think that one was later in the game. I, I don't remember okay. that one. No, that's totally fine. That's, it's one of those, I think, nearly that it reminded me just of, like, we, we we got an opportunity to score, and I'm like, oh, my God, I need every chance I can get, right? And yeah. you kind of sent, said that a little bit, and it was. I, I nearly felt almost every bucket that what it tipped off Ryan's hand under down low, right? And I was like, oh, why had you lose it, right? And you're like, yeah. oh, why did you – why? I was I was crying nearly. I was begging for every close bucket. It was right. the, 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 the rollout threes or whatever, they were, they were rolling in that basket both ends. Um, I, I didn't mind as much, but when it was, when you're so close, right, the high percentage shots, right, we talked about that with Braden with his fadeaway. It's like when you're right there, high percentage, you're like, oh, you just automatic, right? Isn't that, what I, you, you guys are pros. This is automatic, right? And I know it's not always, and I, I get that, but it was just like one of those things you're like, oh, you want it just to all go in, but it, they yeah. don't, and that's totally fine. It's, but it's one of those things, but, one thing, because we did do great scoring, but I'm I'm counting here while we're talking. So one, two, three, four. So in that, I'll I'll give it toward well, five to finish the half, mm-hmm. right? And we had they had four turnovers in the night during the 19-0 run, Drake, and they had then five turnovers in the last eight minutes to finish the half. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, no, what, only one field goal, right? So, yeah, the good jumper by Roman Penn and then the three at the end. So two field goals in the last, I think, ten minutes. Yeah. And I'm going to – okay, last nine minutes. They made a – Tucker DeVries made a three at 845, 
and then they were just five points later. And that's that. Just again, like you said, I have no clue the Guinness World Record of if we. I don't care. It's just to do this to Drake. That's different. I think yeah. that's what also made it. Also, you're like, well, Tucker Derby's is not making his shot, or and you're like, okay, but I, I think Buck. The biggest thing for me and you were kind of like, and I, I think I texted you and I was like. Yeah, no lead safe. I don't care if it's no. 16 or 14, whatever it was against you and I, um, and we're up to it. I don't – no lead is safe. Not in this valley, uh, not in the conference, not in, not in any game really when it comes down to the winner goes into the tournament. But um, that 19-0 run was just like – it was something. And it, it was the fact that I sat there early on being like, okay, we're, we're going to be down at half. I said this to myself. I said, we're going to be down at half. Let's yeah. not dig ourselves a big hole. Let's just get our way back. And that 19-0 run, I didn't say that that won it for us. It definitely didn't say that. I was like, oh, we got a ball game. We 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 woke up. That's what it really was. We were a little sluggish. We were kind of just trying to play safe, I think, a little bit. And that's the difference I personally think with Drew and, and, and Porter. Like, I, I don't – yes, it's Porter, some of Porter's players, but the, the game style is different. It just yeah. ultimately is. And I noticed that with the tempo. I think last year you and I were talking about, and this was, we like, this team is one of the slowest teams in all of college basketball, I think. Ken Palm or Halsometric has it at, right? And this, this year, no, you, those transition buckets are going up faster, especially from three. But these guys, especially then you saw with that small lineup, can get down there quick. Mm-hmm. They, they have, they have, there's no hesitation to get down there. And it is kind of quite amazing that a small lineup did it for us in this game. It really it did. did. There's, there's no question. And there's nothing about like, oh, could CK not play or Tom? It wasn't that. It was that I think for the, the idea that this was the third and final game where Drew probably, and I don't know, we're guessing here, but since we were switching so much, you need to nearly have all five guys to be able to guard every single person. Now, there is one point and one point only, and it is only one person that will have a difficulty doing this. Because in reality, it was seven guys in there that I think could guard almost anyone, even if it's Brody with Marquise Kennedy. I think Kennedy's got the hops to get up there, right? But there's one guy who, and I love him, no matter what, I've gotten, he's not my favorite. I'm not going to say early on, I was like Marquise Kennedy over him. But Buck, do you mind if we go into it for a little bit? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I like my one before we get Yo, specific. Going, yeah. Was just the defense at that time. The, my one comparison. If, if anyone has watched LSU basketball, um, it's like controlled chaos, and I don't think that usually works for us. Like I haven't seen that at any other point work for us. But that last eight minutes, that's what it felt like. It just felt like. Both, like both sides were kind of chaotic. I mean, we turned the ball over a couple times as well, but it just worked out more for us and it worked out for them, uh, obviously. And, and they couldn't figure out a way to like put the ball in the hoop. So that's my one comparison about what that felt like. It just controlled chaos for like eight minutes. Um, but yes, I know what you're going to say. I mentioned it a little bit the last episode. Yeah. You, you did. Brandon Norris playing defense, um, and specifically Brandon Norris playing defense on Tucker DeVries. Um, there's no, I mean, like, there was even times where he was on Brody for a bit, and he kind of just, he would just foul. I, well, I, I guess his one foul. The one I remember he 
purposely fouled in the post because he's like, I can't. I'm not going to be defending. And uh, you might see, we, we call a spade a spade, Braden, and he's smart. He's a smart player. When he has, like, for example, a player like Brody, he might tend to fall. After yeah. one quick elbow, and he's playing his, he, he's, he's got nearly a foot down on most of these big guys. So, you know what? You try, you try. Just don't want to see a tech, cause I know they're calling tech flops, but again, if they're going to call a tech with Tommy Welch, then you're all soft as hell. So, but yeah. yeah, I think you're right. And it was funny just for the listeners to understand, we're not in always the same wavelength, but this man, my co-host is in the arena screaming. <laughs> at his own team to get Braden off of Tucker Derby's. Yeah. Now the switch to Brody, that's just so tough because you don't want to just leave him wide open, but Braden knows he's got to switch to cover a man. Mm-hmm. But yeah. the, the, the small lineup, it, it was better to not have Braden guarding Tucker just for the, I think the arms, the, just for the, the defensive presence. But uh, yeah, we, we both agreed on that one. And Buck, I, I think no matter what, though, this small lineup just did it, though. They did the defense that was needed. It did, yeah. I mean, the defense was great uh, other than that thing. And I actually think they they must have mentioned it or it purposely avoided it more in the second half because I don't remember it happening more than a couple no, times. No, not in the second half as much. No, first half, absolutely. You could see, yeah. you could see it and feel it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even, like, I mean, I we tweeted about the defense and how great Lucas was all tournament and then, you know, made some – uh, other details about how other guys were good. So, well, one of the guys I left off, and I, I kind of was thinking, Ryan, I thought he played better defense. I'm not going to sit here and tell you, oh, he's, you know, all defense or whatever, but he definitely inc- Im- improved his game, uh, yep. where he wasn't fouling as much. He still had four fouls in this game, uh, but he wasn't fouling as much, which helps because we need him on offense. And uh, getting some uh, key rebounds. Uh, he fought and he got in there for the boards, um, which is important, especially with his height. And, and uh, you know, we gave up 12 offensive rebounds to Drake, so we really needed to try to limit that. Um, and he helped out with that. So as a team, yeah, I thought the defense was great. Um, it, like, if you look at the shooting percentages, I mean, like, it was it was rough on both sides. But, you know, it's because we did play such great defense um and held them to what 35% from the field and 25% from from 3 um and created 12 turnovers. We did have 16, but oh my gosh, how many turnovers did Drake have against Missouri State? Cuz it was like 3 or something. I know they had one turnover in the first half against them. So let's see on uh Drake had five total turnovers against Missouri State in an overtime game. Like they yeah. are Damn good at, at hanging on to the ball. And then they had 12 against us. So we the obviously. Crazy, the crazy thing I just want to point out with turnovers, they had 23 points off our turnovers. Yeah. And that's the that's crazy thing. It's weird. Yeah. And it's weird because the only thing is like for a team that doesn't turn it over, they got it. But the thing was our defense though, I think, because I think a lot of those turnovers are fast break, right? They're, they're You're getting the ball ahead. Yeah. But the thing is, when we're able then to play the defense side, it's totally a different game. Now, a lot of these, the, t- the majority of the points were kind of early in that first half, right? I think that's where it comes from with the amount of turnovers. But it's just crazy to think how your offense, bad de- offensive play could lead to open points. But when you have really good defense to lock down their their offense, then it opens up the game entirely. Right. It's completely, Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just, I thought we did such a good job on defense, even yeah. though we had so many fouls. I, it was called evenly. Both teams finished with 22 fouls, 
which is still so many fouls. Um, you know, I could nitpick and tell you when Marquise Kennedy definitely did not foul Roman Penn on a jump shot, but I'm not going to do that. Um, or Darnell Brody fouling Lucas Williamson on a drive right. to layup. Like it's, it's, it is. Well, I think I saw Will Alcock comment on, I think it was Lucas's Instagram post that he got Randy Savage by in the game and they did call foul or something. I, I can't remember exactly, but it was pretty funny. Um, and yeah, I mean, I guess like kind of my last big thought, um, in, in these sort of games, you want your seniors and your best players to have the best games of their career, right? That's like the dream. That's the goal. You play to your potential at such an important time. And I think that's what happened. Lucas and Ahir were excellent. Um, they, in a game when teams shot 36 and 37% from the field, they both shot, Lucas shot 50 and Ahir shot just under 50. Uh, they both were very good from the free throw line, six of seven and five of seven. Um, and they both had 10 rebounds, which, uh, were at a premium. I mean, every single rebound was a battle. And it, I, this is, the, these are the games, or this is the game that I, when I think about these guys as a loyal rambler, this is what I'm going to think about is an Arch Madness championship where it was a tight game. And Lucas Williamson and Ahir Ubach both had double doubles and and just played really. I don't know if you're gonna say the game of their lives, but it felt like it just with how much was on the line for them, for the team, for their legacy, for the school, for the city, whatever you want to say. So um, yeah, I, I know Braden made all tournament, but this this game it just felt like Ahir and Lucas were like. Just on another level, I think, and it was it was really fun to watch him play uh, and fight and, and win ultimately. Yeah, in so. something you said there, I think this game even was more that like Marquise Kennedy gets a steal and then it hears wide open in, and then even for me it was like Tate. I remember there, I'm pretty sure Tate yeah. had was switching on defense and then eight, uh, and then Tucker throws it out, throws it away right or something like that, and it was just for me it was like there were so many other guys that helped put other guys in position to either make a stop on defense, get the basket, right? And then sometimes we might have been trying too much, right? Lucas trying to put, get the pass to um, Ryan and it hits off his fingers or like a here trying to be smart and not get blocked, but then going like, even though they're, and it was funny, right? Drew, Drew in the press conference says, this was not one, one of our great games. And I was like, oh, wow, well we did win. And he goes, but, but I don't care. Like, I'll not think about it the next two days, yeah. but then I'll look back on it. And and that's kind of true, right? It's, it's one of those things where it's like, you know what? Drake's had our number the last two times out. This was more about kind of. It just doesn't matter how you win. Yeah, yeah exactly. It was digging in and just win. Like we've both just win. Winning is fun. Um, mm-hmm. I'll take that. But like, it was just find a way to win. If it was going to be like SIU where first one was 21, that's how you do it. Well, that's great. Um, but it is one of those games that it's like, just find a way to win because like many people said, the question maybe going into sun, today, Sunday's game was, was Val, is Lola and at large if they lose today and a quick way to just say, ah, don't worry about it. Let's just go win. You get an automatic qualifier. And I think that was nearly the mentality. It wasn't like, Oh, we got a safety net. It was like, these guys want to win. And these guys didn't get the regular season. Some guys should have gotten player of the year just because they didn't win the regular season. And this was a, like, let's not have Drake stand in our way. Let's just finish him off top. So, mm-hmm. it, Yeah, I mean, it just – I 
it was I I couldn't hold in my emotions. I'm sure we, we FaceTimed each other and I tried hear to, and it it kind of got rowdy. I heard those Loyola fans were rowdy at the end. Yeah, yeah. So it was just like it was cool. I mean, it, it was so unique for me. Like I've never been to Arch Madness. Yep. So it was just so much fun to be there. Um, I mean, it, um, you know, emotionally draining or like energy wise, like because. It's just, it's intense. I like, you know, you're nervous. Like I, it was, it was something so unique and it's so cool. And I'm glad that I was able to go, um, to one before we're, we're moving on. Um, but yeah, but like big props to, to, um, the Valley, to the Missouri Valley Conference. Um, I, we've said our piece on Twitter, but the Valley is going to be just fine. And I think loyal is going to be better and better for it, better for leaving. Um, mm-hmm. and that's just, that's how I feel about it. And, um, I, I like wish nothing but the best for the teams. I hope the fans grow up and realize that they think they're in a cult. Um, but ultimately that's, you know, I can't control that and, and that's their lives, but I hope that the players do well. I hope the conference as well. I hope they get multiple bids in the next couple of years. Uh, cause I mean, we've seen it. The, the talent is, is legit in the Valley and it's just a matter of, they have to, because they're that mid-major, they have to get quality non-conference wins. But I'm kind of getting off topic here. Um, well, I think, uh, one of the, one of the biggest things for me, um, is that, yeah, it's, it's one of those games that just really did it and ignited, I think, mm-hmm. the, a great way to end the season. Cause our regular season didn't end the way we wanted, right? Let's let, no one enjoys, uh, a, a, a 106 to 90, uh, so 102 to 96 loss in double overtime in, in, uh, the McLeod Center, right? Um, so yeah, it, it's one of those things that I think it was great to see. We're definitely going to have a whole nother, uh, a whole nother podcast, maybe even t- tutorial on how to do an inbounds play. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's maybe might be a separate thing that I'll let Drew look at first and then we'll connect with Drew on how to draw up a good inbounds play. I think I had my, uh, maybe thir- I, I could have pulled out my Catholic school uh, highlight tape in fourth grade, and we could have showed you how to run a. The play. crazy, the crazy thing was they were so good at it the first two days, like yeah. inbounding the ball on pressure. I don't know what happened, but that's. And then they they scared some uh, some seasoned uh, parents of why are there five guys on the baseline? I was like, oh, I love this. This is legal. <laughs> yeah, do this. exactly. Oh, this I is my favorite it. thing. That was um, so good. It works too. The yeah. Um, side note, I don't know why we didn't do our touchdown pass to a here. Didn't see that play, but but long story short, it doesn't really matter. There's there's things that we could nitpick and everything, but at the end of the day, they just won, right? Yeah. We've said that, and no matter how they scrap and they get there, they won three straight and two, I'd say decisively. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. The third one, I think they had a comeback and then they held that. And they didn't give it up. They, that's the thing, right? We, 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 even last time at you and I, we were up by seven at some points and then we let, they'll let them come back and tie it. And then we went up a little bit and let them tie and they went up. And this game, once we took the lead in the first half, we never gave it up. That's, that's a stat there for you. We didn't tie or lose the lead the rest of the game. It got close. I was sweating and I could feel and hear the, uh, the fans down in our, at Arch Madness, but, we never let it. We never let the lead go, and we have just a trophy to prove it. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, there yeah, we do. Um, my uh, my last thing, I I don't think that uh, Isaiah Mosley deserved to be on the all tournament team. Uh, he didn't make it to the championship, so I think that Ryan Schwieger deserves to be on the all tournament team for 
putting double digits up all three games and just being a, uh, I think a improved defense. Yeah, champion. So that's my last thing before we leave the Valley. I, I, I'm, I'm boycotting the Valley because of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm hoping Valpo just wins it all the next five years. So it's fine. That sounds good to me. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that I know it's, it's kind of long, but like also it was, you know, it, memories were made, right? And, uh, we hope, uh, we hope you enjoyed it. I don't know, Lou, do you have anything else before we, we sign off? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, next year we'll be looking to get a huge crew. I know we're going to try to be at the Barclays Center and we hope you all join us at the A10 conference tournament next year. Yeah, that will be fun. Um, See ya. Thank you all for listening. Uh, and don't forget, always remember, go Blairs.